Today's podcast is sponsored by Youth Ministry Booster, an online youth ministry resource network that for $25 a month provides all the graphics, games, visuals, resources, and community support that you need to enhance your large group gatherings. Boost your youth ministry at www.youthministrybooster.com. Get everything you need to make your next teaching series great. Visit www.youthministrybooster.com and get boosted today. reflection in youth ministry. Whether you are 19 and are just getting started or have been serving in ministry for 19 years, we hope this weekly dose of honesty and humor helps. Welcome to After 9, the most honest conversation in youth ministry. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 86 of After 9. Thank you so much for listening this week. We know that it is the midst of summer, the hot middle of summer, the crest before the back half of summer and then the holidays are approaching and you're so excited to maybe be ramping up for camp or ramping down for a much deserved vacation and so we here at after nine wanted to say thank you and our good friend the good doctor professor andrew andy root gave us a couple copies of his newest book called the grace of dogs and so we've got that paired with some after nine swag and gift cards to give away to you so check the show notes or after nine dot show slash contest it's a free way for you to enter a couple different ways to do all that you'll see it it's there Uh, we want to give away to two lucky winners of the after nine podcast uh, a chance to get some free gifts this summer a book to read some gift cards to download some stuff on a new t-shirt to wear you know mowing the yard going to the beach working out of the gym whatever it is you do so anyway check out that stuff it's all available we're excited for our interview today he's a blogger a writer for uh, youthministrybooster.com and also a pastor in the midwest hanging out in chi town in chicago it's our good buddy joshua hurley i'm excited for you to hear from him if you serve in an urban or internet city setting and also grew up in a more rural setting. You're going to love the transition that he experienced in life. Also, if you want to find out the best digs on deep dish pizza, we talk about all that stuff too. And so enjoy Josh, his approach to ministry, his working with students both inside and outside the church and around some different programs he has stuff going on are all great. So enjoy this episode. I'll come back at the end to fill in any gaps. Hey everybody, welcome back to another interview episode of After 9 in our Summer Blogger series, and I'm so excited to have this guy on the podcast because he he's from one of my favorite cities in all of the U.S., and he gets to hang out there, he lives there, he's eating all of my favorite foods, and he probably will even talk about them a little bit today, just to make me jealous. Uh, but ladies and gentlemen, let's give it up for our good friend, blogger, youth pastor, after school coordinator, and wonderful roundabout guy, Joshua Hurley. Josh, how you doing today, man? Hey man, thanks for having me on the podcast. This is Josh. Um... Yeah, I just sitting here right now. I actually got some uh, cold uh, deep dish pizza. Getting Stop ready it. to have that Stop for it. lunch, so it's going to be really good. <laughs> All right, man. Answer for the folks that are either like thinking about a trip to Chicago or maybe went and have some regrets. Best deep dish pizza in Chicago. I know this is like the most touristy question ever, but I feel like for some of our listeners, this might be the most defining question about you. I think this this is honestly like the question that every time we have a missions trip up here, they ask first off. You know? Yeah, sure. Uh, and it's got to be Illuminati's. I don't. I don't think okay, there's any. Okay. Okay. You can argue the other ones, but 
It's the best. It's by All far. right. Okay. Okay. See, I I, I get the Giordano's answer a lot. So that's Giordano's that's interesting. Luminati. good too, but okay. Luminati's man. You get the <laughs> the thing about Luminati's is everybody can get like their own little personal sized uh, pizza. Okay. So customization, individualization, customization All right. for it. Yeah. <laughs> Fair. Oh man, listen. I, I know it's like such a touristy thing to do, and I'm sure that you're just tired of taking people to Wrigley and be like, "Yeah, this is the field" or whatever. Uh, but it's just one of those. Like, I mean, I feel like there's like a cultural kind of like center for all of the Midwest in Chicago, right? Like, it is like the city, and it has like these defining characteristics, and like, like especially for youth pastors, like <laughs> if there is a mecca for pizza, it's Chicago anyway. Yeah. And we love pizza as youth pastors, so why not go um, partake in the greatest pizza? <laughs> all of the continental u.s uh well josh really excited to have you on the show today uh working up in uh, new story church with your group next chapter helping out also i want to get into this a little bit with some of your after school stuff for stuco uh josh is my favorite stuco sponsor <laughs> on the podcast and so uh josh help the people a little bit get to know you uh since you're living in gotham give us the backstory what got you into youth ministry like how how did you end up doing this thing um because there's a lot of places to live there's a lot of jobs to have but you seem to be really enjoying youth ministry so how'd that happen yeah no i actually i love doing youth ministry um i moved to chicago about six years ago and uh, i came up here to do theater and build sets and stuff like that uh it's my passion and i was working for like a like a prop factory just building like these large prop pieces okay and i got laid off so i was like sitting at home with my severance package and um, my pastor, Dory, came up to me and was like, hey, we want to see these students to camp. Uh, would you take them? Yeah, you so, take a week and go to camp. I mean, you, yeah, I was like, all I'm right. Yeah. in the mean way, but you got some time on your hands. So would you yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what she said. You know, I see you're doing nothing with your time. Like, how would you like to go to camp with these students? And I'm like, sure, why not? Oh, uh, so that's I like a camp, pastor man. move and also like kind of a barb. That's kind of a, like a, hey, I know you got some time recently. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. It's, it's like, I know you're not doing anything, so <laughs> how about this? Go to camp, that'd be great, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I took these boys to camp, and we just had a great time, and honestly, I think God spoke to me as much as he spoke to them at this mm. camp, and I was just hooked. So when I got back, um, I started volunteering at our after-school program, it's called Club Stuco, and yeah, and then I just started uh, our middle school ministry, we didn't have one at the time, because we only okay. had like one kid so it was it was kind of silly to have like a program but we started anyhow built it up okay uh, built yeah it up from that yeah that's awesome, man. I think that's so funny that like again we hear it on the podcast all the time. People either feel like born for youth ministry or they just happen to like fall in it, right? Like they're just they're on the journey of life, and then like something opens up, and either it's um you know it's a door or it's a a, a hole, and you just kind of fall into youth ministry and yeah. you fall in love with it. I, okay, first of all, though, I think you're probably the first person we had on the podcast that has some stage and theater um, background. Of that's that's awesome, man. How, how can you maybe yeah. share just a little bit of how that's maybe been like? Maybe like a, like a tool or some leverage or some kind of uniqueness you brought to your youth ministry. Um, I mean, I definitely make some neat like set stuff for our. Uh, <laughs> I bet like camp like, you know? like your midweek series stuff looks awesome. <laughs> it's neat. It's cheap. I'm I'm used to doing like small storefront theaters, so I don't have a budget okay. for that either. So it's Dude, like isn't youth ministry a storefront theater. Isn't that what it is for most folks? <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. Theater of the absurd. Yeah. <laughs> Students are just like actors. They break everything you build, too. So, like, That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, and there's, there's so many egos, right? Like you, you're doing all this hard work and like right. creating this environment and then the egos take over and break stuff. I, I think we have a new corollary or a new analogy, analogy for youth ministry. That's I'm going to find my, my next blog topic based on this somehow. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um, my, my life as a prop master and what it taught me about youth ministry. No, that's right. perfect. That's perfect. Okay. So Josh, serving in Chicago, working with kids, um, both at church and after school, Give us your favorite youth ministry moment. Like, what what is like an anchor moment, like an anchor piece? That's like, man, this is this is why we do the thing. <laughs> yeah, um, a couple of years ago, we went to this uh, winter retreat, and all the other students. We take uh, a lot of students who've never been to church before, or okay, aren't necessarily Christian. They just like to go on these winter trips with us. Um, it's a lot of fun. So we get in this room, and all all the students, the other students, are shouting, "Jesus, Jesus." And our students started shouting Cheez-Its. And we think they're making fun of it. We're like, guys, come on, be serious. Like, come on, guys. No, yeah. they're gonna they're gonna give us Cheez-Its. We shout this. We're like, Are you guys for real? <laughs> like, yeah. They thought they were actually shouting Cheez-Its to get food. <laughs> like demanding like, snacks. Yeah. Oh my god. And I was like, what we do is so important. <laughs> so these kids have no clue what's going on right now. Hey man, you know, like that's just one of those defining things uh, for for context, right? Like we, I think for a lot of us that that minister the church to kids, you know, we take some of the camp chants for granted. Yeah, <laughs> but if you've never been before, I mean, why right. not chant for food, right? I, just, I mean, it's I one of those. Yeah, yeah. I came back and I was so like motivated to just start with like the basics, you know, <laughs> and, like teach these kids like who Jonah is because they're they're like you know sure. Noah. They have no idea these like main characters of the Bible, and I was like, yeah. I took it off for like I'm from the Bible Belt from Kentucky like, and these stories are so commonplace. Like I never yep. thought about people not knowing, you know. So it, yeah, it, it's a good you know you take kids to camp and it's a good barometer for how you've been doing or what they need. And yeah, I mean I think that's another great yeah. environment uh, just to give us a little insight to what to plan next. Absolutely. Uh, well, hey man, not everything's a fun camp moment, and not everything <laughs> is uh, a favorite moment. There are some times in youth ministry that are. Um, not so good. Not so good. And so, uh, Josh, you're still doing the thing, so we're excited because that's one of the things that we are always proud of is that folks that weather the storm. Uh, but for you, man, maybe for our listeners to know, like, what was what was a time in ministry that was tough? Uh, what was you know a season or a night of camp that you maybe almost quit? Yeah, uh, for me, like, I think I almost quit every time I do like a large group environment. <laughs> like, <laughs> I just get so stressed out about it, and I don't know why that is. Like, we should. You know, it should be the most fun thing we're doing, you know, like these large groups and the kids are just having fun and stuff. But um, I think like in particular, one of them, I, uh, we took like a group of students to like a, the winter trip and came back and yeah, yeah. we just had like this like kind of a fallout about it because some of the parents thought that maybe we didn't necessarily like tell them exactly what we was going to be doing. Like it was going to be very churchy. So we okay. take a lot of like non-church going students just in the okay. community. And I just felt like what am I doing with my life that like, you know, mm. why am I doing this? And people don't even like want us here kind of. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, I felt like if I wasn't like wanted and like, I wasn't doing anything that the parents like agreed with and maybe I shouldn't do it. Mm. I really, so that really got to me. When you guys go on trips, are you guys like moving from like the city into like a more rustic setting? Like, are these kids like having to like rough it a little bit more or what's kind of the, what's kind of the change in reality environment for the people? Yeah. Well, our winter trip, we go to a water park. In, okay. uh, in the Dales, Wisconsin Dales. Okay. And for our summer camp, we go to a. Uh, is it open in the winter or is it? Yeah, it's indoor, indoor oh. water park. Oh, okay, okay. So, 
<laughs> I was like, man, the rates must be great on the water park in the winter. Like a way to get the off season package. <laughs> we do these like polar bear plunges, you know. No. <laughs> Nothing like going down a thirty foot uh, slide into like a pile of ice. <laughs> right, right. Especially from the north there. Like, yeah, yeah. Because uh, you said Wisconsin, and I was like, mm, I don't know about that. Uh, yeah, actually, so- actually Dells is. Just, I think it's just the water park. I think the whole thing is an indoor water park. I'm not sure. They have other businesses there. <laughs> well, what what is uh? So what was what was some of the, you said there was fallout? So was that fallout like uh like grumbling from students or like parent uh, phone calls or like mostly like, it's from parents like the students who come to the group will invite their other friends and stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So so the parents thought like that the permission slip didn't necessarily uh, tell how much religious stuff was going to be taught and stuff like that. So they felt they had sent their kids or something they thought it was going to be just like a fun winter trip. And okay. it ended up being like fairly religious, you know. Okay. So they caught the water park of it. They didn't catch yeah, the yeah, water they baptism the part of it. Got right, it. right. Yeah. <laughs> so it was like after that, you know, you just kind of wonder, like, am I actually doing something that God wants me to do, or are we just like sending kids on fun trips and then like just switching baiting them? Yeah. yeah, you know, are we switching baiting people? Like, that's not what I want to do. Yeah. You know? Okay. Okay. Um, I think that's a fair question, right? So that's one of those. Uh, in the life of youth ministry, I mean, there seems to be this like tough balance. I mean, we see it all the time in like yeah. a lot of the comments and like the forum and the Facebook group, like folks that are like, I just want to teach the Bible and the kids just want more fun or the parents expect more fun. And there's like this weird, like the parents want us to be a youth minister, but the version of youth ministry that they want, maybe is different than what we feel. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. What are some ways like in the wake of some of that fallout? I mean, has that changed the ways that you've like advertised stuff or the way that you've like strategized stuff or like how have you yeah. responded as a youth minister, like post <laughs> water apocalypse? <laughs> um, we've definitely changed a lot of stuff. Uh, we'll talk about it probably later, but you run a after school program called club Stuco. Okay. And it's, just for a middle school age group, uh, teaches teamwork and leadership skill through like playing games. And our youth ministry used to be called Stuco also. Okay. So it was kind of confusing that there was the same name for both. Okay. Uh, so afterwards, we kind of we eventually swapped our uh, youth ministry name to the next chapter. Okay. To make a little bit of a a difference between the two. Okay. The kind of um, distinction in between. Yeah, a little distinction. So it's like this is the Stuco for the after school and then like the next chapter. Do you see a lot of kids kind of funnel from Club Stuco into next chapter? Is that kind of like a gateway for that, a portal or Yeah, I, I wouldn't think so it's a it's a portal, but definitely like the relationships are built there. Okay. Um, and the students it's a community you know, we got community church and we actually meet our church meets at the school that the club is at. So some of the students just kind of wander in on Sunday mornings, and then through that, they can, other kids hear about the programs we're doing. And okay. like, if, somebody, if a student from the club like adds me to Facebook, they're gonna see the other posts. Also. Right, right, right. So it's okay. like, but I think having like the distinction like on like permission slips and stuff help the parents out a little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, is yeah. there um what's what's the leadership like? I mean, do you have other folks that are involved in next chapter that are also involved in Club Stuco, or is, is there some kind of cross pollination there? Or how does that look? Usually not. Our Club Stuco volunteers are based on a class at a local uh, university. Okay. So the the school has a a program that provides us our volunteers. Okay, it kind of feeds uh, into that way. Yeah, yeah they yeah. get college credit. Uh, okay. Co- well. One of their classes requires it. Okay. So it's kind of for that class, they have stuff to yeah, the course yeah. requirement. So we use a lot of that for uh, the student volunteers for the clubs okay. to go. We have actually had a pretty good number of volunteers start coming to church, though. So that's been kind of 
Well, I mean, that's one of those, I think uh, oftentimes we talk about the ways in which, you know, youth ministry is for youth, but I mean, there's, there's some not so hidden things that are like when you become that community figure of, you know, here's, here's Pastor Josh, you know, giving in the community after school program, you know, the leaders involved, like they see that, you know, and they're, yeah. they're conscious of that. That's cool, man. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. Speaking of the forms and stuff, like that's probably another time that I like, almost quit is I've seen people post like because of the Facebook groups. <laughs> sometimes, yeah. Because like, okay, let's get into the okay, okay. So, yeah. so now you almost quit. Uh, tell us about the afternoon you almost quit because of the Facebook yeah. forums. Oh, this would be good. I was, so I, I never been to seminary or have any like formal training in how to do youth ministry. I just kind of like trial by fire, you know. Yeah, and yeah. sometimes you'll you'll get in these Facebook groups and people will be talking about how like if you don't have a degree, you're just wasting students' times and stuff. And I'm like. Maybe I should just quit. I don't know. <laughs> what am I doing with my life? You hear that? Facebook groups. Yeah. If you are a shamer in one of the countless youth ministry Facebook groups, then I shame you. I shame you by saying <laughs> that youth ministry is not just a reserve class for those that have gone to reserve classes. Like that is let, far from the truth. Yeah, yeah. Let us theater degree college people have a chance too. Oh, and that's, I mean, I mean, truly, I mean, that's yeah. I mean, because wh- what what is formal education for youth ministry anyway, right? Like that's one of the things right. I've never like a- as a guy that went to seminary. There's very little seminary that I use outside of a eight to eighteen minute window every week. Everything else has been learned by doing youth ministry yeah. about recruiting and volunteers and leaders. Like, no, we all bring different skill sets and gifts, and that's oh. Okay, that's good. I, would, to know. I, I think it's important for people to know that sometimes it's not just the churches that make us feel like we almost want to quit youth ministry. Sometimes it's the fellow youth ministers yeah, that are I think on their sometimes platforms. The, <laughs> the youth ministry partners are like the the worst. Sometimes it's like we get on our high horses and we're like, "Well, I did this with my numbers," and then everybody else just feels sure. inadequate, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Who is that even for anyway? Right? No, I mean, I, I, I think that's one of those. Um, there, there is hope for community, but I often wonder. Um, where the best places that community can be sought. No, that's good, man. Okay. Yeah. So night you almost quit little uh, winter wonder winter wonderland <laughs> water park fiasco. Day you almost quit. Afternoon you almost quit. Facebook, Facebook. group being yeah. super shameful for no good reason. Okay. No reason. Well, uh, Josh, you've been a listener to the podcast before. This is kind of our <laughs> signature question because we want to know, because I think for a lot of people like this is um, a youth ministry specific question. And that is you're, you're finishing up your midweek, your kids with the next chapter, um, you got the last one out. You said, by the leaders, you're locking up. Um, what do you do next? Like, what, what, what kind of questions do you ask? Where does your head go? Where do you go? Like, what, what, what is life right after youth group look like for you? Yeah. Um, for me, youth ministry is all about relationships and it's all about getting to know the students and getting to, um, uh, connect with them. So every, every time I leave, I'm like thinking through like, what student did I connect with tonight? Like, what was my, my student and how, how can I help that student? Um, so I like, to, I like to, after a uh, Sunday morning or a large group or uh, after school program, I like to think about one student that, that rest of the week, you know, okay. And think of like, what does a student need and what, what's his life like? And then how can we gear our program to kind of help that particular student? Okay. Okay. Um, Do you have like any kind of like journal or note taking or app that you kind of like mark for like each student week to week or what is kind of like, is there like a process or how does that look for you? Yeah, I, I should be better at that. I'm actually really bad at journaling. Um, but it's probably, it's probably more just like a prayer type thing. Okay. I just like a, a prayer focus for the week. Yeah, like prayer, adds my prayer list for the week and then kind of pray over it. 
has has that ever been like like a really like fruitful kind of thing of like you were praying for a student for a week and then like the next week they were like man like this changed in my life or like have you had any kind of like report stories that way or or, or have you like told a student like hey I spent all week praying for you like how how has that kind of looked in the life of your ministry Yeah I think um we've definitely had situations where like had a new student show up and be praying for that student and they continually come you know Yeah yeah um I think majority of the time it's like the long haul of it you know it's like You'll be praying for a student and, you know, a year and a half later, the student's like, oh, yeah, this really happened after, you know, I showed up that one time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then you're like, great, you should tell me that six months ago. I kept praying for you. <laughs> no. uh, but, yeah, I mean, I had a student who, like, our first time ever showing up, he was, like, atheist and, mm-hmm. you know, didn't believe in God. And then, you know, six, seven months later, he finally, like, was like, you know, maybe I do believe in this. Yeah. So that was really cool. Uh, and. And, and again, that sense of welcome and community and that, you know, the prayer for him. Yeah, that's good, man. That's good. Yeah. All right, man. If you had a time machine and you could go back to first year youth ministry, Josh, like this, this is, this is youth ministry, Josh loading up that bus or that van for that first camp from one job to the next. What would you tell first year youth ministry, Josh, then that you know now? Uh, if I could go back in time, just talk to myself that first year, I would be like, don't take yourself so serious. You know, like I got in and I was like, oh, I don't know how to do anything. So I just started like reading a million books and like blogs and stuff. And like, I got to this point where I was like thinking I was like youth ministry professional. I'm like, I've read them all. Like, read it all, done it all. Yeah. <laughs> I bought the top 10 book list and I read each book and I know everything now. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would I would just go back and like focus more on the relationship with the students then too. Okay. You know? And learn, definitely learn as I was going, like for sure. But I think I made it more about the program than the okay. student the first year. Okay. And it was fun. We had a good time. Like we got a lot out of it. I don't think we got any like core stuff back then you know okay we just had kids show up to have fun and that wasn't the intent you know okay you feel like that's been like kind of a shift in your ministry away from being about the program and letting the the relationships kind of like shape the program instead of program relationships has that kind of been for you kind of looking back like for a curve of ministry yeah i mean we definitely nowadays like give the students kind of more of an input and things too. be like what do you guys want to learn about this this coming season um Cause let them, I, I let them shape where we're. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and I tell people that all the time that like that would never work in my youth ministry because I have like a hundred students. I don't have that. I have like fifteen, so like, I can do that. Um, so we, we, I, we can, let's let's open the conversation. And I think that's important to, to say sometimes too, man. Is that like sometimes I think we have these big imagined like structures and programs, and not mm-hmm. that kids shouldn't have like you know we shouldn't have like a teaching plan or we shouldn't have like a direction of like where we're gonna go, what we're gonna do. But if, if we're honest with like who's in the room, like let's let's not try to like paint such a big broad picture that we didn't just take a moment and be like, all right, so what are you guys working on? Like where are you in life? What questions yeah. do you have? Right? Because because you can ask them. Like it can be known. <laughs> they're they're right. there. Find out where, what they need and what they're going through. That's good. Yeah, man. it's like why why plan a year of like curriculum that they're not needing you know like they don't need right, to learn about right, right right you guys need these things and, and sometimes you need to do the things that they they don't know that they need but i think right especially for for folks that have a group that like like if you know every the name of every single student in your group then you should also at least know most of the need a need of most of the students in your group and that should help really shape mm-hmm. 
you know, what you're talking about, what you're teaching and where you're kind of headed. Oh, that's good. Right. Man. Yeah. Plus like, um, you know, I work in inner city kind of Chicago, like North side Chicago and I'm from Kentucky and I'm a white guy from Kentucky and yeah, yeah. there's all these inner city issues that I just would never think to talk about. Like, you know, the kids going through like racist problems and, you know, drug issues in middle school and like, yeah, yeah. The biggest drug we did when I was in middle school was like somebody would sneak a cigarette from their parent, you know? Like, sure. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's, I think that's a, that's a, that's an important thing to say is that, you know, I think some of us, if we're not ministering in a town that like we knew or grew up in, like it, it's really important to be careful and listen to, you know, what we think youth is being a youth or a young person is like versus right. what they're experiencing. You know, that's, uh, and that and that changes dramatically with context. That's good, man. That's a good sensitive ear too. And you, you've always been really keen to post things about, hey, we're trying this out, or like you know, we're trying to have these conversations that I think for some folks would be considered like taboo. Like, nope, not even gonna go there. Like, not yeah. even gonna happen. And you're like, no, this is what we did this week. And like, I've always been really like thankful for you for doing that. And like, say, I think Thanks. that's one of those. Like, that's. I mean, that's again, like it's, it's, you know, your group and you're kind of leading with this honesty and this openness because, uh, the conversations are too important to not have. And so, right. And I think there's also definitely, um, uh, a sense of like telling myself, like, don't, don't worry about failing, you know, like, mm, yeah, yeah. um, you know, when I started off, I wasn't getting paid anyhow. So it's like, what are they gonna do if I are you? You know, <laughs> you think about it. You, you can always fire a volunteer. It's messy, but you can't. Right. Yeah. It's like, you're not going to, I mean, if I, you know, this, I'm really bad and you get fired for sure. But like, you know, if you just like fell one Sunday morning trying to teach something, like no one's sure. going to fire you for that. Not honestly. Like, and if they do, they need to have it on talk with good Jesus, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah so like, I, I was so afraid like to, to mess up when I first started that like now I'd go back and be like, don't, don't worry about that. Okay, a little, less less fear of failure and less uh, less less desire to try to know it all. Like I think that's one of the things, especially yeah. for a young youth minister, is like if I can just read enough, then I'll know how to do this. And it's like, well, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> and it comes maybe. back to trying to make up for like not having that education too. You know, I'm like, well, but again, like, I appreciate that student spirit, right? Like I'm going to study, I'm going to learn this, but yeah. yeah, so some some of it you don't always read in the book because the book don't know. <laughs> right, and it's also like. The author of the book's opinion too. So. That's right. That's right. And that was, that was her experience in youth ministry or other right. ministry, um, which may or may not be true for what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right, man. Uh, the people love the people love this. Um, help help feed and fuel the Facebook forums. But what is one practical tip, application, process, or download that is now making your time youth ministry better? Um, this is. Something that, that you do or practice that you have or part of your routine, like get us get us into the 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 work life, the work week uh, of Josh Hurley, and how how do you manage both after school stuff and youth ministry stuff? Yeah, so the one thing I I fell in love with the church I go to um, was one of the first like Sundays or something I went to there. Uh, they had this idea of like just going into communities and asking them, "How can I serve you?" Okay. Uh, so I think one of the practical tips is like literally every time you walk into something, be like, not have an agenda of what you want to do for that place or that person. Okay. It'd be like, work. How can I come along with what you're already doing and okay. help make that better? You know. So for example, our after school program, we went to like a a middle school, uh, and we're like, what can we do for you students to to make things better? Mm-hmm. And they they didn't have a sports program at the time. Okay. So we started the after school program with like, you know, games and sports and stuff like that. 
to kind of just bless those students. Um, and it really helped out. So it was instead of like going to some place and being like, I'm going to give you soccer camp. Yeah. You know, and then the students are all like, oh, I'm part of a soccer league. I'm part of this and that. And it kind of just falls out. You know, if you go in and be like, what is it that you actually want? Yeah. That we can help you or partner with you in that. Mm. It seems it's like a lot better. It works out for everyone because they get something they want. Plus you have a successful program as opposed to like trying to make up something. That's right. That may or may not work. (laughs) That's right. Hey guys, I heard about this thing that people are doing that's really popular. So we're going to try it. And they're like, we, we don't care. Which is like defeating for everybody, right? Because you pour your heart and soul into it, and then they don't respond, and so you feel defeated. And right. I think that that is, you know, yeah. No, I think that's I think that's a really great way to always begin a process of of being new or starting new uh, is to start with the the question instead of you know supplying the answer. Mm-hmm. Man, that's good. That's good. Like I'm not good at sports, but I love ultimate frisbee. Yeah. And when I bring out a frisbee, the students act like I'm torturing them. So it's, <laughs> it's just not like, thing. Just not it's happening. not their thing. I'm, they're never uh, going to have my ultimate frisbee camp. But uh, Well, you know, man, that's uh, yes. why we hang out with other youth pastors that appreciate the youth pastor right. things in life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Uh, well, Josh, thank you so much for being on the show today. Uh, if folks want to connect with you, we've got your your blogs listed. But as far as like the social media and the emails and the whatnot, if folks wanted to say um, thanks for what you're doing or tell me more about how I can learn more about what you're doing, what's the best way to get connected? Sure. Uh, probably like either Facebook. I'm just Josh Hurley, uh, okay. or Instagram is a uh, Hurley underscore Joshua. Nice. Um, <laughs> a little flip flop. That's good. That's good. <laughs> yeah, I think I think my Twitter is Hurley underscore Joshua too, but I really couldn't tell you. I don't. I don't okay. get on it. Well, we'll get those all linked uh, yeah. in the show notes below. Uh, Josh, again, appreciate uh, the things that you're doing, the things that you're about, and for, for your ministry. Uh, blessings to you, brother. And for After Nine listeners, we'll see you back next week. Thanks, man. Have a good night. There you go. Episode 86 with Joshua Hurley. If you want to check him out or message him for more, check the show notes at the bottom or after9.show slash 86. Also have links there for the contest we mentioned at the front. Free to enter. We just want you to like us on Facebook or mention us on Twitter, all those things. Good stuff. Want to get some free prizes to you. Thank you for being a listener to After 9. We are excited to continue in the summer with you and know that this fall is going to be super fun and epic. So thank you for listening. If you haven't subscribed, rated, reviewed, or shared with a friend, do that today. Thanks. See you next week. Thanks for listening to After 9. To continue the conversation, Find us on Twitter or Facebook at After Nine Ministry or visit www.afternineministry.com to subscribe and learn more.